Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, how was your July 4th? I saw some of your stories, lots of fireworks. So you must have been in unincorporated King County or somewhere like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, first of all, you nailed it. It was ag- exactly like summer Thanksgiving. Um, there was a lot of um, <laughs> arguing and nitpicking, but the family all came together in Snohomish and fireworks fi- fixed everything. So if you want to bring people together, fireworks is the answer. How much money do you guys think you spend on the on fireworks? So here's the deal. I didn't spend any. My brothers actually surprised us. And just so you know, like that was the first time my kid had ever lit fireworks because he is born and raised in Seattle. So mm-hmm. we grew up with fireworks, but that was his first experience. And so um, I had to remind my brothers about that. And, like they had to watch him and like, you know, make sure he didn't burn limbs and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? What'd you do? Went to a friend's barbecue on the lake house. It was very nice. They had kayaks and paddle boards. So took advantage of that. Went back and ate my fair share of sausages and hamburgers and all kinds of stuff. I made a sushi bake. I made a California roll sushi bake. At first I was going to do chicken wings. We'll talk about Mm -hmm. chicken wings later. But (laughs) my friend then, at first she told me, I was like, oh, it's going to be low key. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll make chicken wings. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's going to be like 50 to 60 people. I'm like, holy (laughs) crap. Like I got to change my, I got to change what I'm going to make because I can't, I'm not going to buy 50 to 60 people's worth of chicken wings to make. So I ended up making like a California sushi bake casserole, which is actually a hit, no humble brag or anything like that. But every time I bring it, people love it. So oh, cool! Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds Maybe great. I'll bring it to uh, one of your barbecue spectaculars. I don't know. Oh man. Can you believe that's this <laughs> month? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. All right. Well, welcome to our show. This is episode 43 of the Seattle Footy Podcast. Hey, before we get into our recaps and events, shameless plug, Monica, we're going to be on another podcast. Yes, we are. And it's not our first time on another podcast, but um, always really interested when folks ask us to be on and what the concept is going to be. So we're going to be on Deadbeat Film Society and it drops today, just like ours. Yes, it's coming out Monday. You guys got to check it out. Deadbeat Film Society. Kevin and Emily are so awesome. Monica, what movie did we get to review? We did Ratatouille. And so, you know, I mean, it has to be like themed around the guests. And so we're about food. And so we had a list of uh, movies to try to choose from. And we talked about Ratatouille that day. I'm going to be honest with you. It went, I I thought we were going to be talking like great stuff about Ratatouille and like how great the movie was, but not what it, not what I expected. And we talked a lot about food stuff too, around Seattle Mm -hmm. and around everywhere else. It was a very interesting conversation. You guys got to check it out. I think it's a fun episode. For sure. Something uh, different. And we'll be, of course, making sure that you can link up to hear it. All right. Well, how about we get into our recap, shall we? For sure. Now, Monica, this week was a little bit different because we literally didn't see each other Monday through Friday and until uh, Saturday we met up. So we really didn't see each other until the last two days, which is kind of fine. It's a nice yeah. vacation. It's a nice <laughs> vacation. I think it's, it's the holiday. A lot of people didn't plan a lot of events, but it is strange to like just check out your story, see what you're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> very, very awkward. Very awkward. But no, just kidding. Totally fine. Totally fine. It was just basically hiking, hiking and not, not doing much and eating a, some other things. So yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 
This weekend, we were up in Capitol Hill at Udon Fresh. Thank you to Seattle Foodie Adventure for organizing this and Udon Fresh for putting this all together. It was, again, a bunch of Seattle foodies together and we had a great time. Personally, Monica, I've been eating at Udon at the U District location for a while now because that location's been there for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I was excited to meet up with a bunch of our foodies, basically break bread with everyone. So at the Capitol Hill location, there were more noodle options, I, I just noticed. And right now they have several summer salmon specials, like the salmon shiso special. I got the kakuni with braised pork belly. They also have rice bowls as well. And Emerald City Eater and I shared a guidon bowls. <laughs> you guys were laughing because we got way too much food. <laughs> Monica, <laughs> what did you get? What did you end up getting? I was laughing because I had warned you when you ordered that bowl. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. Emerald City Eater said, hey, let's get this too. It's like, it'll be great for the pictures. Oh, okay. I didn't know we had this, but yeah, let's order that. Okay. Like, <laughs> There's a huge mound of sukiyaki beef. Yeah, on a rice bowl it was awesome so good you yeah, guys are so full good. of bad ideas <laughs> <laughs> uh, i got the uh sauce udon and it's tantan and so nice mm -hmm. and spicy um sometimes i get the sauce udon because uh i don't want a lot of soup and mm -hmm. so it's a really nice option uh, to get not quite dry dipping noodles, but just a little bit of sauce. And what I love is that they are not afraid of spice there. And so I can be assured that it'll have a nice, healthy, spicy kick and that the noodles are like really high quality. Mine, the kakuni, this huge piece of braised pork belly. And it was nice and soft and you can just cut it in with a fork. And I really like that. But a lot of our friends got the salmon specials, right? I the know. The salmon there was... pesto special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of those on the table. I saw the flat layers that you guys took and I was like, why are there so many of the same dish on the table? <laughs> They're really good. They're big pieces of salmon too, uh -huh. might I add. So, for sure. Yeah. I even yeah. snuck outside without you guys for a second. Oh, I did see it. I did see some people <laughs> outside. Udon, Capitol Hill. You guys got to check it out. Right now they're doing a special summer specials all along for the salmon. And then if you mention the word foodie to the cashier, you also get 10% off your order or two as well. So <laughs> yeah, just to let you guys know. It's not a podcast exclusive, but just to let everybody know that's listening, if you go up there, mention the word foodie. Mm -hmm, for sure. All right. Monica, on the same day, <laughs> we went to another event. I went later in the night, but you went afterwards. Tell us about the search party that was in Seattle Center. We highlighted Search Party last week, and that's hosted by Legion Brewing and the Vera Project. And you and I had a chance to go separately, Nelson, just like you said, because hashtag not a couple. And mm -hmm. I was there earlier in the day with at Feed the Pudge, which is Ken, and we had a really great time. And we just kind of walked around. We enjoyed music and we had some drinks. There were food trucks. So that was great. And over 40 beers to choose from. I love that they set up Fisher Pavilion to help us learn more about the Vera Project, about their music and art programs. And they were also doing free tattoos, both temporary and real. So Ken and I didn't get any on site because we have plenty. But did you and Emerald City Eater get any tattoos? Oh, Emerald City and I did not get any tattoos because I thought they were real. I thought that you can only do real tattoos because when we were there, we saw people that were like the real hard ink, like with the needle and like, I'm just like, no, I don't know if I want to get it. I haven't drank enough beers to get a tattoo there yet. Uh, just, uh, 
Yeah, no, no, no. I did not person. We did not okay. personally get tattoos. Okay, because last year you were telling me like you think it's so cool, like the one tattoo that I showed you that not everybody can see, but it's just like I remember you saying that like you know you were trying to think what it would be, what kind of tattoo you would have um, if you had one, and so I thought, oh well, yeah, someday, someday you would get one. Tattoos and I have like a love hate relationship. Mm-hmm. One day I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get a tattoo. This is gonna be so awesome. Get like a quarter sleeve or a half sleeve, and then like the next day I was like, you're an it- what? Are you nuts? I was like, you're, <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, what's what's going on? I was like, are you, you're too old to get a tattoo. But I was like, I I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm always thinking about it. Like, All right, well, we'll work cool. on the design for you. It, yeah. It'll be. I know what yeah. your next tattoo would be. It'll be hashtag not a couple. Not a hashtag not yeah. a couple. Okay, yeah. way better than Super Mario Brothers. Totally. Way better. Thanks. Thanks for vandalizing my chalk art, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a. So guys, there's a van, basically you just, and, and a bunch of chalk on the floor and you basically can draw on the van, whatever you, whatever you desire. Earlier on, Feed the Pudge, we saw Feed the Pudge do his logo. And then Monica did this huge cloud. It said, at Moni B Seattle. And I just had, and there was a big space below it. So I just had to make some, make an adjustment and make some improvements on it. I don't know. People were responding to my to my uh, repost of your story, and they thought it was even funnier when I told them we weren't even together. Like you came like four hours and <laughs> yeah. my work. I just thought you wouldn't see it. I thought maybe you'd be too drunk or maybe it'd be too dark, and I thought for sure you wouldn't see it at all. You can't miss it. It is like right on the front of the van. You can't miss it. It's it's everywhere. Hashtag brand. Hashtag brand. Uh, all right, you guys. So Monica, because it's an Elysian event, what are some of the beers that you drank? You know, I didn't have any beer. I actually had cider and I uh, had cider from Pair Up, which is one of my favorite Oregon companies. And it's just because I, I'm not sick anymore, you guys, but I do have a sinus infection, which means that I, I can't really drink beer right now. I was skeptical about cider, but I saw Nelson that you had some beautiful beers. I'm thinking you had a raspberry something or another. I did not have. Yes, I did. It was a sour. <laughs> it was a sour smash kids by Big Time Brewery, yeah. which was this fruited kettle sour, which was mm-hmm. pretty good. I also had the pair up Perry Central cider. Now here's the here's the bad thing. We wanted to go see the darkness, which was the headliner. Mm-hmm. There, that band that goes like, I believe in a thing called love. You know that song, right? That's really popular. So since are you doing so- that again? You hurt my ears. <laughs> <laughs> But since we came so late, a lot of the a lot of the beers were sold out. So I was like, oh, oh man. Yeah. So the things but they had Elysian had slushies up on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So they had the salt and seed watermelon slushy and the Huckleberry Berliner slushy. I had that. I also had a ghost fish hibiscus cranberry ghost. I think that That's was the one that we were talking about. Yeah. Very sour. I love sours. And then there, I also had a mojito wit wheat ale, which I thought would be was kind of interesting. You know, like a mojito. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, light beers with lemon and, and lime. I thought it would be pretty good. Yeah, not bad. It's my slippery pig. So those are my beers <laughs> that I had. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, music was great. Um, it was the perfect day for it. I mean, at one point we were sitting on the lawn chairs and just chilling and just listening to music. And it's just, there's nothing like it in summer in Seattle. And it's a really perfect day. So check out Illusion Brewing. They have really great summer brews, some seasonal ones and the Vera Project. Just so you know, with the Vera Project, all the rest of their events are all ages. This is the only 21 plus event that they sponsor and it's their biggest fundraiser of the year. So thanks to both those companies. And that's pretty much all of our recap. Just uh, two events real, real easy. Like I said, Monica, I didn't get to spend too much time, but don't worry. Next week we'll make up for it. On to the events, shall we? Yes. 
Lots of events. Yes. Let's start off with an east side one. Kirkland Uncorked. I've been to Kirkland Uncorked before, Monica. Have you? I have not. Sounds like fun. Okay. Well, Kirkland Uncorked is at the Marina Park. Three days of wine drinking, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Street fairs. And there's also a burger brawl and a grill off. And most importantly, Monica, it's all about the wines. 80 plus Washington wines will be featured. Tickets are $25 and you'll get 10 tastes in a commemorative wine glass. That's a lot of tastes. I'm not going to That's a lot of tastes. I'm not going to lie to you. However, Monica, if 10 tastes isn't enough, if you want more, you can go to Fred Meyer and uncork tickets at Fred Meyer for $25. You'll get an additional four wine tokens. So you mm. get 14 instead of 10. Wow. Sounds like a great deal. Also, there's a burger brawl on Friday and tickets for those are $15 separately. So mm -hmm. if you want to get your burger on, you can purchase those tickets as well for a burger brawl. I'm assuming it's all you can eat burgers since it's $15 with the... With yeah, the that sounds about right. <laughs> People be showing up going like, Nelson Eats says that it's all you can eat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. She's like, no, Nelson's not allowed here anymore. <laughs> I should double check on that. <laughs> Nelson can't come here anymore. <laughs> Uh, Kirkland and Cork, it's a really fun event and it's along the marina, it's along the water, beautiful setting. They're always well prepared because I've been a couple times to mm -hmm. the Kirkland and Cork. Sometimes you, it depends on the weather. It's like sometimes I got it when we went to Uncorked, it was really, really sunny and just a beautiful day. And then sometimes it's raining, but they prepare for the rain. So mm -hmm. rain or shine, this event's going to happen. All right. Rain or shine. You never know. Okay. <laughs> Monica, speaking of beers earlier, tell us about the International Beer Fest. Yeah, Nelson, more beer. I talk about beer a lot. Uh, from Friday, July 12th through Sunday, July 14th, the Seattle International Beer Fest is happening at Seattle Center. It features over 200 beers from around the world. Look for some local breweries like Urban Family, Rubens, and Fremont Brewing. So if you guys want to go, Tickets start at $30 for 10 tasting tickets, and you can get those on the International Beer Fest website. For you non-drinkers, tickets are $5 cash at the gate. So you can still hang out with folks, and then there is some food options and lots of games and lots of fun, and it's just all the beer all the time. Man, 200 beers. Right? Ah, that's a lot of beers. I know, it's a lot. I always forget, what's your favorite type of beer? What do you, what do you like to drink? Me? I like sour beers for sure. I like IPAs. And, you know, I, I'm not a fan of Hefeweizens, except when I go to Tulalip. <laughs> and then they, they had that really tasty, the Haystack Hef. Oh From Silkwami? From yeah. Yeah. yeah, so delicious. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I usually don't like darker beers either. So pales, IPAs, and sours are my favorites. And you're totally opposite. Like, you like... Well, you we know. are... Well, it's like, because we're co-hosts, we are... Mm -hmm polar opposites mm -hmm. of each other. I mm -hmm. love Hefeweizens and wheat beers yeah. and I enjoy that. And I do not like IPAs. Don't judge me, but all you, I'm about to get a lot of hater messages, but yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, I just don't like the taste of IPAs. It's just not my thing. I just love, I just like wheat beers. Um, yeah, that's, that's usually my jam. Totally judging you. Totally judging me. That's right. okay. That's all What's right. next? What's next? Monica, The Stranger is having their inaugural Burger Week featuring $5 burgers all week from July 8th to the 13th. 
they had something similar down in Portland and the stranger is bringing this up here to Seattle and you can get a $5 burger at multiple locations in several neighborhoods. Monica, some restaurants participating include Ben Paris. I've heard a lot of good things about this Ben Paris burger. Me by too. The way. Me yeah. too. Loretta's Northwesterner, which was the thrillist number three burger in the United States. Mm-hmm. Fair Start and Maslow restaurants are having a burger as well as Jack's Ale House, Next Level Burger, Orfeo and Zippy's Giant Burgers and so many more restaurants. I mm. cannot list all of them. Also, for all you gluten-free and vegan eaters, there will also be options for you as well at all the restaurants. So oh. you guys can participate just as well. That sounds awesome. And I hadn't heard about uh, the promotion in Portland, but like you, I've heard so much about Ben Paris and we haven't been there yet, but uh, yeah, looks looks like a really great lineup. I think the Ben Paris, I think it's like a secret burger now, or you can only get it in the, the lounge right now. You might as well take advantage of it and head to Ben Paris. Mm-hmm. And if you've never had Loretta's Northwestern burger, it is amazing. It is. It, it is so simple. The reason it's so good is because it's just so simple. It's mm-hmm. just like a burger, cheese, and a bun. I mean, that's basically it. And if you, or if you want a double tavern burger, you can get the double, double burger. Cool. Sounds mm-hmm. amazing. Can't wait. Can't wait. And then also this week, I did not realize it's Bastille Day. Mm -hmm. My middle school and high school French teachers are just mad at me right now because they (laughs) because I'm not recognizing Bastille Day. So Monica, (laughs) tell us, tell us, where can we celebrate Bastille Day? Well, our favorite chef in the hat is having his annual Bastille Day celebration at Luke on Sunday, July 14th. And that's going to run from 4.30 to 9.30. And it's really time for family and friends to enjoy the sunshine. There's going to be a cookout with live music, drinks, and a grill buffet. And Chef Theory is going to be on the grill. So if you want to go, reserve your tickets on Eventbrite. They start at $30 for adults and $15 for kids 12 and under. And I haven't been to this, but it sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I'm a huge fan of Chef in the Hat. So, you know, Nelson, if you're looking for a way to celebrate Bastille Day, to stay in touch with your French roots, this might be a way. Yeah, my French roots are deep, right? <laughs> yeah, deep right. in the Chinese roots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got? Okay, Monica, I, before we talk about this next thing, when you eat chicken wings, are you a dry or a wet sauce person? I do both. And, do you? Um, yeah, so it just, it depends on the flavor profile, whether okay. or not I choose a sauce or a rub. I, I think it okay. matters. What's normally your like favorite sauce? Uh, fish sauce. Hello. Fish sauce. Okay. Right. <laughs> I think I'm more conventional. I like the lemon pepper, mm-hmm. the lemon pepper dry rub on yeah. there. Just something simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just that's just me. But Wing Dome, calling all home cooks. Have you ever wondered your wing sauce or dry rub is better than any of the restaurants out here. Hmm. Well, here's your chance because Wingdome is having a wing sauce recipe contest for the month of July. If you have what it takes and your sauce is the best or dry rub, submit your recipe by July 22nd and the winner will be announced on National Chicken Wing Day, which is on July 29th. So Monica, get your chicken wing post ready for July 29th. Just just save it on your Instagram post and you can post it later. I'm always ready with my chicken wing post. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you get for being the winner besides the ultimate chicken wing bragging rights $250 gift card to Wingdome, and your sauce will be featured on the Wingdome menu throughout august that is amazing the best part is august is 31 days so you get an extra day <laughs> and you get to call yourself sauce you get to call yourself sauce boss sauce boss sauce boss uh, i prefer rub bub 
but that's just me. <laughs> all right, this is going sideways. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so if you have what it takes, I mean, for all you home cooks, if you if you think, oh man, my fish sauce recipe is gonna kill it, or something else, or my gochujang recipe, or my ketchup recipe, I don't know. My ketchup think? recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson's clearly a recipe developer, you guys. <laughs> yes. It's Nelson's R&D in Nelson's the kitchen. Nelson's got ketchup and mustard sauce. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it might work. You'll never know. Make sure you submit it by July 22nd so that way you're eligible to become Wingdom's You know, I'm, I'm seeing this as a possibility of another way that we can compete against each other. So maybe we should. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Monica, give me another event. What do you got? I've got an event that's near and dear to my heart. I used to live in Ballard. And so the event I'm going to talk about is the Ballard Seafood Fest. And that runs from Friday, July 12th through Sunday, July 14th. And it's basically the 45th year of this event. And it's a celebration of seafood, music, Ballard brews, and more. And it's a free festival. And there's activities for people of all ages and all of the food vendors have to have like seafood themed unless of course like it's you know like dessert i mean if you make strawberry shortcakes you know chances are you're not going to have like strawberry shortcakes topped with like scallops right so yeah. aside from that yeah I, sure. I was a little bit worried about seafood elephant ears i, was just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it sounds delicious wouldn't it be like, like maybe a, a seafood poutine on top of elephant ears a little bit of <laughs> sweet a little bit of salty i don't know what do you think huh yeah no it sounds pretty great uh this like i said this event is near and dear to my heart i used to live in Ballard and I also used to work for the Ballard Chamber of Commerce which is one of the organizers of the event. It's a huge community event and it is just fantastic. It's got bigger and bigger over the years and one of the funnest things and Nelson you should consider this is you should consider entering an international competition to eat up to two pounds of delicious lutefisk. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, you, had, you almost had me at like two pounds. And I'm like, I think I can do two pounds. Well, then you said lutefisk. And I was like, uh, no, I don't know about that. But it's fishalicious fun. <laughs> do <laughs> it for the podcast. Do it for the podcast. Uh, no. Maybe for a sponsorship. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> for a sponsorship. Okay. Nelson will eat lutefisk maybe for the right price. <laughs> for sure. Um, but, you know, this event has a really great music lineup, too. They always have some great music stage, and they have some kids' play areas and also kids' stages where there's kids' entertainment going on. And um, it's just one of the places I love to hang out uh, during this weekend in July. Um, have you ever been to this one, Nelson? I have. It is really big because it takes up a lot of the ba streets in Ballard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pro tip, yeah. it is in the middle of July. So bring water, guys. Make yes. sure you bring some water bottles with you so you stay hydrated. Because uh, the past couple times I have been, it has been really hot in like the mid 80s. That's hot for Seattle, by the way. Yeah, that's hot. That is hot for Seattle. But what I love about this event is the way that the street vendors interact with the businesses. I think that the way the festival is set up really is complimentary. And so I don't think there's like huge competition between restaurants and street food vendors. And I just think it's an all around community event that everyone celebrates. And so it's a lot of fun. Yep. Definitely check it out. All right, Monica, Monica there is an event going on at Ciudad mm -hmm. with Salt and Straw. Mm -hmm. I mean, they combined and did a collaboration. Tell us about this. 
Okay, Sunday, July 14th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. What's going to happen is Chef Joe Bailey of Ciudad and Tyler Malik of Salt and Stroll are going to have a summer collaboration. So they're going to have a five-course outdoor dinner, and it's going to feature ice cream, sorbet, or gelato as a centerpiece of each dish. So at this event, in addition to the food and a complimentary cocktail and rosé all day, You'll get, a copy. Day, yeah. <laughs> You'll get a copy of Tyler's new Salt and Straw Ice Cream Cookbook. So tickets are $150 on Eventbrite. And Nelson, I was looking at the menu, and I'm just thinking that the grilled pina colada with olive oil ice cream sounds like a cocktail you would love. <laughs> oh, yeah. Grilled pineapple, pina colada. Yeah. Sign me up. I know, yeah. right? And for me, the Dungeness crab with the grilled sweet corn salad with avocado and buttermilk dipping dots sounds dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> dipping dots. I haven't had dipping dots in years. Right? Okay. It's funny because yeah. I walked by a dipping dots truck today, but I didn't stop by. But I was like, wow. If he cool. does, if he does astronaut ice cream, I am like sold. Like I will. <laughs> I will pay $300 for this. Yeah. Because if he does astronaut ice cream. <laughs> well, I don't know, because it's on Sunday. And as you guys know, we record our podcast on Sunday. So not really sure we can make it. But check it out for sure, because this menu looks really great. And if you guys have not heard our interview with Tyler Malik, catch up on episode 22. Check it out. Awesome. Well, I think we made up for the events due to the lack of recaps. But what do you think, Monica? I think we should accept the days off when we get them because I just looked at our calendar for next week and it is busy, <laughs> super busy. Uh, oh, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those are events. Hopefully you guys can find something that's going to be fun and entertaining to do. So I want to check out some burgers, to be honest with you. You're a burger guy. so I know. For sure. But we can't. Unfortunately, we can't fit in our schedule next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to be burgers for breakfast for you, Nelson. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on to our interview, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Our interview today is with What Jesse Eats, Jesse Chim. Monica, we've known Jesse for a while now, and she has taken the Seattle food Instagram landscape by storm. Make sure you follow her, and here's our interview. All right, Seattle, I am with one of our good foodie friends, Jesse Chim, AKA What Jesse Eats. How you doing? Hey, what it do? <laughs> Jesse in the house. Jesse in the house. <laughs> Man, I feel like it was just yesterday that you met up with Monica and I for the first time and you just blew up and now we're camera twinsies because you were what? shooting used to be with like your iPhone, but yes. now you're shooting with our, the Sony a6000. Well, I gotta say both you and Monica inspired me to get my camera. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna thank you too first. Yeah. I still remember the very first day we met. I had no idea that it would blow into what it is today. Yeah. I remember just talking to, to Monica on Instagram and being like, hey, do you want to go meet up? It's like, sure, 85 degrees. So I met up with her <laughs> and all of a sudden, you come in, and I'm just like, who that? And then from there, I learned about you, Seattle Foodie Podcast, yeah. and then here we are. Yeah, yeah. All right, so it's like, I, I feel like whenever I think of you <laughs> and what Jesse eats, I think of like this huge meteoric rise, because you came out of nowhere. So how did you get, how did this all get started? Oh my gosh. It's been quite the journey, so I guess a little bit of real talk here. I um, had a pretty challenging end of 2018 uh -huh. um, in my personal life, uh -huh. and I kind of committed to myself for 2019 that I would push myself, you know, out of my comfort zone, really focus on what makes me happy. Yeah. And I think like most people, food and eating obviously makes me happy, right. love to eat. 
um, love to hang out with people and eat at the same time. And so I figured, why not dedicate a platform to it, right? Uh -huh. I used to always take photos on my food, post it on my personal account, but I figured, why not? Yeah. Like, why not just go ahead and try and, and just to see where it goes? And then from there, I met up with you and Monica, uh -huh. then I met Life of Jess, met Annie Eats Food, and the rest and it of just, history. Like, it just snowballs, right? You just meet all these friend, fruity friends, and yeah. now we're like really good friends now. Oh right? yeah, I would yeah. say that you guys are more of like my like my own personal friend, uh -huh. and then foodie friends. So it really has become more like it's just great. Yeah, it's like a huge community family. Were you always a foodie before Instagram? Did you or did you kind of like well, how how did this all? So kind of I, come about yeah. in terms of your food experience. So I had to kind of um, dedicate my foodie inspiration to my sister, yeah. um, Pacific Northwest Jen. Um, she was the first one that I saw that started taking pictures of food when you were even in high school or college. Okay. And I was like, what is this girl doing? She's taking <laughs> pictures of her food. She's so silly. But then as I got older and started refining my own palate, mm -hmm. I found myself kind of you know, doing, doing what she was doing and taking pictures of my food. And then from there, it just kind of become a habit. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just always just did it. Yeah. And then you found Instagram as your platform. Yep. As an Instagram, before we get into talking about like Seattle food and <laughs> all that stuff, how, what is one advice to give to like a Seattle foodie that's just starting out? If they want to create an Instagram or what, what's, what's one like best advice you can give them? Hmm. One best advice. I would probably say reach out and meet people Okay. because that to me has brought in me the most joy because for me regardless, even if I didn't have my foodie account, I would still be eating. I would still be taking pictures of my food. Right. But what has made this mo more fun is hanging out with all of our foodie friends, all taking pictures together, all hanging out mm -hmm. and just going to different events and tasting different restaurants that I would never find myself going to, mm -hmm. right? I think um, going to these events opens up so many doors that you never would imagine yourself stepping into. So yeah. it kind of pushes you out of your normal limits. Oh. And other people will help you do that, mm -hmm. right? So definitely like talk to people. Don't be afraid to just DM someone and just like and ask for a, a foodie meetup. Yeah. I think it's just great just starting to reach out and just talk to people. I totally agree with you because when I first started, I met like Monica and, and Jess, Life of Jess, and a bunch of other people, Tori, Tor 601 at like this foodie meetup. And I at the time, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I'm, I'm just going to go out. I'm just going to go out and meet people. So I totally agree with you. It's just like, and it's better to meet people in real life. Oh, yeah. Like, instead of just DMing all of those people, it's always so great to, I always love meeting foodies in like real life. Just, Isn't like, it so funny out. when you meet people like in real life and introduce you but by their first name? Yeah. And then you're like, who are you? Who is this person? Like, is this? And then with their IG handle, you're like, uh, oh, I feel like I know sense. you. Yeah. This is so funny. We should, we should all, all carry around name tags with That's our right. handles on right. to all foodies. Yeah, it's okay. easier for us because you you have your name in front. I have my name in front of my moniker. That's true. But there's a lot of people that's like Seattle something something. So that's yeah. true. Okay, let's talk about food because it's yum, yum, all yum, right. Yum. So Seattle food scene. Now you're not from here. You're from Portland, right? Mm -hmm. Let's start with that. Seattle food scene versus Portland food scene. What, what kind of differences and oh, what do you man. like about both? It's, oh, it's just, man. I know, it's a very open question. It's a very open question. So I would say that Seattle and Portland do things very differently, okay. but they both do their own things well. So obviously you know that Portland is kind of known for their Portland food carts, right? right? There's food carts in downtown, different parts of different neighborhoods. 
And I think what I love about Portland is that food is good almost everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And it's really affordable as yeah. well. And then for Seattle, I think they really have a big strength in seafood. I okay. mean, we have so much seafood. And obviously, Pike Place Market, all the fish, all the salmon and crab, all the chowder. I really do think our fish and seafood here is something to highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that... Seattle has a little bit of everything as well because we are turning into a pretty big city, Mm -hmm. a little bit bigger than Portland, so the variety is a little bit more available. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'd definitely say seafood's good here. Yeah, I kind of noticed that too in Portland that there's not as much seafood options. There is seafood. I mean, there is seafood, don't get me wrong, but there's not as many options as there is in like Washington. Totally. And I think here, like our sushi is phenomenal. Yeah. Right? I mean, we have Shiro's, Sushi Kashiba, Wabataru. There's still so many great places to go. Uh-huh. And even like poke. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love poke. I can go on for, for, for days about is that. Is that what but... you gravitate towards? Do you gravitate towards sushi or what's kind of fit? What, what are some of your favorite foods? Oh gosh. People ask me this all the time. I literally eat everything, but I would say I kind of gravitate towards more seafood, a little bit more of the Asian cuisines, yeah. right? Yeah. I think just na- like naturally my heritage comes mm-hmm. from Chinese and Vietnamese background. Right. Um, but I would say my favorite Asian food definitely would be down to sushi and noodles. Sushi noodles? Yeah. yeah. I'm like Asian comfort food. Like <laughs> totally. Noodles. Everybody asks me, is like, oh, what's good to eat? And I'm like, ramen? <laughs> right? <laughs> or noodles? Nudes and nudes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, will, I want like a nice... 13, you know, 10 to $15 bowl of, of noodles. Mm-hmm. It's like just perfect for me. So that being said, what foods do you miss that Seattle doesn't have currently? Oh, what foods do I miss? Because you Seattle travel a lot because I, I, you've been to LA, uh, New Orleans and Atlanta, I believe. So you, you travel a lot. So what do you think Seattle food is lacking or what do you miss? Like, cause yeah. you, like you said, you're from Portland. I would say, so actually, so I, I'm born and raised in Portland, but I actually did a little stint in Southern California for about a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. I did. And um, I lived in Orange County, and I would definitely say that one thing that Orange County does very well um, is Vietnamese food. Uh-huh. So I think Seattle definitely has a good, you know, a, a good selection of Vietnamese food here and there. But I just definitely think that there could be a lot more. Mm-hmm. It'd be awesome if they opened late, too. Yeah. My most recent <laughs> trip to L.A., I remember going to a Vietnamese re- restaurant in Orange County at, like, 2 a.m., yeah. and it was open until 4. Yeah, How amazing right? was that? Uh, I mean, I mean, I know we have, like, you know, honeycore and, and, and purple I dot, know, yes. But there's nothing like a big bowl of pho uh-huh. at 2 a.m. Or, like, Korean barbecue. Like yeah. Nobody has oh, that would be legit. Seattle. Yeah, be legit. I totally agree. Okay, good answer. Great <laughs> answer. And then let's talk about some of your favorite places. So you talked about a lot of sushi places. Mm. If you have a lot of friends that come from out of town. Yes. Any good restaurants you recommend to all of our listeners? Well, I think you would know, Nelson, because Jessica, <laughs> just last week, and we did a little mini food we call with my friend On. We did a We did. Um, so my friend On came from out of town, and we were like, we need to take him to the best spots in Seattle. Yeah. I would say some of the places that we hit was um, Unbien, of course. Uh-huh. They have really awesome Caribbean sandwiches. Fremont Bowl, oh my gosh, the best shirashi bowls, unagi-don yeah. ever. And I love that unagi-don, so dude, good. <laughs> so good, and at a good price, even yeah. better. And then kind of some other places that we didn't get a chance to go to that I would definitely add to my list. Um, like I mentioned before, I love poke, so Seattle uh-huh. Fish Guys is yeah. the spot to go Everybody's to. Everybody's giving a shout out to Seattle Fish dude, Guys. <laughs> dude, the quality, the variety, so bomb. I'd also say one of the most recent giveaways was with the Wandering Goose, uh-huh. and I love that place. Yeah. Their biscuits and fried chicken, oh, comfort food to the max. 
If you're looking for something special, my favorite is Copine over okay. in Ballard. Their service is excellent. Everything is done with precision, and you just feel special when you go there. So okay. I would definitely recommend going there. Nice. There's a couple other ones that I would just go to on a daily basis. Frankie and Joe's vegan ice cream. Mm -hmm. Oh, so delicious. And then a couple other ones, Fiasco, okay. their cheesy bread to die for. Oh my gosh, you had to eat it fresh and uh -huh. you gotta do the whole cheese pull. So good. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a fried chicken fan, so Maono's fried chicken. Maono. I mm -hmm. just had Maono for Father's Day. That's amazing. Yeah, we went to Maono's, like, okay, this is still pretty good. It's just <laughs> still how I remembered it like several years ago. Yeah. So. So many good options. I want to talk back about Instagram because mm. you you have a camera and you have a phone. What percentage of like your pictures and stories? Like how do you use both tools? Yeah. yeah. I would say right now I'm still learning how, how, how to use my camera. Okay. So I kind of rely on both my camera and my phone. So if you see me out shooting, I usually take pictures on both. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think for me, as you're learning, it's okay to go, go and, and make mistakes, right? Yeah. So it's always cool to go and try different features, different apertures, just to go and, go and find out what, what works for you. Yeah. So definitely for all my stories, I would say most of them come come from my phone. Fun. And then right now, I think my post, I'd say it's about 60 on my phone and then, and then 40 on my camera. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, I would have thought it would be more on your camera side than it no, is on your no, phone not side. No, not yet. I'm still really? learning for it. Yeah, okay. I'm still learning. Okay, interesting. And that's the thing that's great about phones too, I feel like. like as technology gets better, our camera phones can do pretty great things. I have an iPhone 10 right now, yeah. but... I mean, it's pretty comparable to my camera. Yeah, there's a um, lot of things that the phone can do. I'm, sometimes I look, it's like, I can't tell if that's a phone shot right. or if that's a camera shot. Right, but I think as, especially as you learn and, and try, trying to do different lenses, I'm imagining hopefully I can transition more towards my camera. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if you don't carry your camera on you, your yeah. phone's your next best bet. Yeah, so you don't really need a camera to have an Instagram account. Totally. And do that. Yeah. I definitely say, you know, I would never let you know, of like a camera hinder you from starting your account. You can mm -hmm. do anything. I feel like there are so many great tools for you available on your phone, different um, editing software. So definitely, if you just have a phone, start with that and then yeah. see where it goes. Awesome, awesome. All right, I have some flashcards. I see them in <laughs> you your see hand, them. oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like I'm in school. I, yeah, I know, I found these probably back in like 2001 in my college <laughs> days. These are all my index cards that I never used. That, that, Obviously that you didn't study use, hard so. enough, Nelson. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. So they're random questions. They can be anything. They don't. They're not oh. all food exclusive. Oh, I'm man, just I'm gonna ask maybe like five or ten. Okay. Okay. You watched Friends, right? I have okay. watched Friends. Okay. So it's kind of like the the Joey and Phoebe where they're asking like, and then yeah. like the first thing that comes to your mind and just okay. kind of doing that. So all right. I'll try I'm, my best. So it's just lightning round. So we'll, we'll do a lightning round, things. right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Ready? Yes. Okay. Favorite breakfast. Breakfast item or breakfast restaurant? Anything. Anything oh, that gosh. comes to your head. Oh gosh. Uh, chicken and waffles. Okay. Favorite happy hour? Mmm. Hapanessa. Hapanessa. And sink or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Favorite tacos? Leo's Tacos Truck in LA. Favorite place for seafood? Seattle Fish Guys. Favorite bubble tea? Milk tea from Share Tea. Without boba. 30%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it caramel or caramel? Caramel. Soda or pop? Pop. Dirty PCC or Whole Foods? Whole Foods. Netflix or Hulu? Hulu. Drake or Kendrick Lamar? Drake, oh. come on. <laughs> Favorite ramen? Mm. Kazuki. Kazuki. Favorite sandwich? We haven't talked about sandwiches yet. Favorite sandwich? Unbian. Mm. Seahawks or Sounders? Seahawks. Okay, one ingredient you've never cooked with? Mm. Tamarind. Yeah, ooh. All right, and then I have one last one. 
I'll pick a good one. Favorite coffee spot? Stumptown Coffee. Ooh, yes. I'm a Portland girl. What are you going to say? I know you are. But I do love Starbucks because, hey, <laughs> no. represent. Come on. We, this is coffee capital of the world and you choose Starbucks? I work for Starbucks. Oh, I forgot about Forever that. Forever a partner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jesse, thank you so much. That was so much fun. Okay, where can we find you on social media again just to let everybody know? So I'm only on Instagram, so you can follow me at what Jesse eats. If you want to follow my own personal life, I'm, I'm always hungry, Jesse. So right. they're both involving food. Yes, what Jesse eats, Jesse Chim, so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, that was fun. And that was our interview with what Jesse eats. Monica, I thought it was interesting in the interview that she told me that her split between camera shots and phone shots is 40, 60%. Mm -hmm. So she uses mostly her phone shots mm -hmm. on her posts. So again, reiterating from our previous episode, you don't need a fancy camera to have a nice Instagram foodie account. Oh, for sure. I mean, do, do you think that that's really rare among like the food Instagrammers around our community? I don't think so because mm -hmm. a lot of our shots are shot with our phone mm -hmm. when we do stories. Mm -hmm. And um, I, <laughs> I think last Friday I had a dinner with uh, N Eats Food and Mon Mon Eats and Emerald City Eater. And I asked them, I was like, are we bringing our cameras? And everybody said, no, don't bring the camera. So, <laughs> so I had to improvise and use my iPhone to shoot, shoot the pictures. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's totally fine. If you do some photo editing and Instagram even has some photo editing tools before you post it mm -hmm. out. Yeah, you can really make your phone shots come out really nice and sometimes i can't even tell that if it's shot with the phone versus the camera oh yeah you know phones phones are so great and and i agree with you like i don't i don't want people to think that you have to have a big investment to be on instagram and to gain a following that it's mainly about like your composition and you know having a good eye and you know taking shots of beautiful things that anybody can do it and um it can you know definitely meet so many goals so for sure and also, I appreciate you letting me crash yours and Jesse's meetup at 85 Degrees. Because <laughs> I don't think we would, I, without me crashing, I don't think I we would be as good of foodie friends as we are now. Yeah, you know, I didn't know, and I didn't find this out until like just maybe two months ago, that Jesse said that actually that was the first like cold like foodie meetup she'd done with anybody. And I feel so honored like she'd reached out to me because people reach out to me and want to get together. Then I'm just like, yeah, hey, if I have the time, then let's to do it and I just didn't realize that that was the case and I was like wow that's super cool um, that people would just do that and you know just reach out and be like hey let's have coffee or something and so mm -hmm. um, you were in the neighborhood so technically it wasn't crash and I invited you over but yeah I think that you're right is that some of the bonds that we make with people that first meeting you know really form our relationships and so so grateful um, for her and yeah. really love her I always have a great time meeting just people behind the food Instagram mm -hmm. in real life mm -hmm. it's just nice to put a face to their accounts and whatnot for sure all right that's pretty much our show for today monica again don't forget deadbeat film society guest starring monica and nelson check that episode out it drops the same day as our episode drops so you guys gotta check out deadbeat film society in the meantime have a wonderful week and happy eating seattle Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.